This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com. Hey, everybody. This is Stephen James. Thanks for listening to the Live Fully podcast. Uh, Say Chill is really committed to helping people be who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Um, the conversation I'm having today with Becky Peterson, who's a longtime friend. I've known Becky since 2005, six. Um, so we go back almost 20 years. Her husband, Andy, and I are really close friends. Becky is a woman that I really respect and admire on a number of fronts. She's one of the smartest people I know. She's one of the uh, most empathetic and compassionate and inclusive thinking people I know. She's taught me so much over the last few years about what it means to hold love and uh, compassion and um, curiosity with other people. So I'm really glad to have her on, even briefly. Uh, Today, she and I are talking about back to school and how do we care for ourselves as parents? How do we care for our kids? how How do we care for educators? How educators can care for themselves? Like it's a, it's, it's a, pretty good conversation. I learned a lot today. Becky's a natural teacher, and it really helped me think through what it means to, to care for children and parents and educators. So I hope you I hope you enjoy it. And if you need help, if you need guidance, if you need support, uh, Say Chill's here to help. Hey, Becky. Hey, Stephen. <laughs> Welcome to the Say Chill podcast. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, the reason I wanted to have you on is I wanted to do a back to school podcast. And when I was thinking about back to school, I was thinking about who would be like the best person to have on. And it was you. There wasn't even a list. It was like Becky Peterson. And because I wanted that because one, your mom mm-hmm. and back to school is like an awful time for lots of people. And your kids are like a senior in high school. That's correct. All the way down to like, Third grade? First grade. First grade. Yeah. Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> You're tired. Uh, and you, so a senior? Fourth grader. Fourth grader, first grader. Yeah. Two boys and a girl. That's right. Okay. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. You're also a, a teacher. Mm-hmm. You've And you've taught in public schools and private schools, and now you teach at the university level. That's right. And you teach teachers how to teach. Which is so meta on so many levels. It is meta. Uh-huh. We call that a teacher educator. Oh, that's a, it actually has a name for it. <laughs> teacher educator. Okay, so teacher educator. Mom, teacher educator, teacher, which I guess is implied a teacher educator. Um, and like wise person, wise woman. Mm-hmm. Like no one got to hear our debate beforehand. We did this great debate on social issues and you educated me some more, which is good. So you're good at like knowing what's going on in the world. You're good at being yourself. Um, you're, are you a good teacher? I have good days and bad days. <laughs> okay. I think generally the good days win over the bad days. So what I want to do is have a conversation for parents around going back to school, mm-hmm. around maybe even for teachers about going back to school. Mm-hmm. Because that I imagine that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see where it goes. Like I don't. That's okay. it. That's my whole agenda. That's great. Okay. That's great. What 
where do we start that conversation? Whew, that's a big conversation. So I would say for most folks in the South right now, we are either back to school or will be back to school this week, yeah. which is early for a lot of the United States. Um, so I've got two back to school and I have one more that goes back on Wednesday. Okay. So it's been a staggered start. <laughs> and then I start back. That sounds harder, actually. Next Wednesday, and you yes. start back. Because, okay, yeah, because you're on a school calendar. That's right. So it's oh, gosh. been truly, by the time I get back to teaching, it will be three weeks of some sort of a phase-in for all of us to be back to school. And then there's, like, the crankiness that comes when yes. things have gotten back to school. Yes. In the routine, right? Oh, is that good? I think routine would be good, I wouldn't it? I think routine is good. I also think the way that we've structured school in general imposes a really rigid routine. The factory. Yeah. Yeah. Imposes a rigid routine on kids, on teachers, and on families, to be really honest. Yeah. When we're thinking about what time my 12th grader goes to school is 7.05. I mean, he's on the bus by 7.05. 12th grader. Wow. Um, my first grader is out at the bus at 8.15, right? <laughs> I love that you know this. And then my middle kid gets a ride to school. Yeah. 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 It, okay. So it's a lot. Yeah. So and then I, what time do you, like when your day starts, what time does your day start? Like not what time do you wake up, like when you're at your work day. My work day is varied. It's really inconsistent in the start time, but generally I'm on campus by about 8.30 or 9, ready okay. to go. And each day looks a little bit different in terms of the courses I'm teaching. Okay. Yeah. So over the last 17 years of being a back-to-school mom, yes. who's also a back-to-school teacher, yeah. what, like, what advice, insights, awarenesses, uh, repentance, grief, oh, celebration... Do you want to offer people? That's a great question, Stephen. <laughs> um, I actually was thinking about that a little bit today as I was packing lunches again. Um, and thinking about the schedule that's about really to start for next week. And one of the things that I have thought about as my kids who are in school who have come home in the afternoons, and particularly my youngest, is it's a big adjustment to go from summer routine oh, yeah. to full day everyday school. Oh. And last week I was reminded again, just with this begin again season, right? We've done this before and you kind of forget that that first week is so hard and so many emotions. Mm. And I know my little Lucy keeps it together all day at school. Yeah, which um, means you get which all the broken pieces that I get the broken pieces at home yeah. and I was reminded that one of the most important things I think for us as parents and caregivers is to hold space for our kids so that they can fall apart at home mm. and that it's not a reflection on who they are as little people but that it is a space for them to work some things out because they have kept it all yeah. together for their teachers and for their friends and for the transitions and the bus drivers and the playground and all of that. They have to have a space to be able to fall apart. And I think the older our kids get, the the more we can trust that what we hear about them is probably accurate about who they are. And yeah. what we see at home is 
uh, those leftover pieces. Right. Yeah, that have to be incorporated. So if I've had a hard day, though, like who's going to put my pieces together? <laughs> You know, that's funny because I also was thinking about like maybe another version of this podcast is having the spouses and partners of educators in the first few weeks back to school. Oh, right. Okay. So now let's, okay. Let's talk about ways to take care of your kids, hold space. Yep. And if you are a friend, spouse, partner, (laughs) encourager, parent, sibling of someone who's an educator. Right. Okay. Yeah, because these first weeks are really, I think, like throwing a party or special event every day when you're welcoming in, in my case, because my focus is on secondary education, welcoming in upwards of 130 students into your classroom in the course of a day, right? So think about that. And they're judgmental little beeps. Oh, I love high school kids. They're the best. Good for you. I love them. We need people like you in the world. I love them. So you think about that and think about in the course of a day, an educator makes roughly 1,500 decisions. Okay. How am I going to pass out the papers? How am I going to collect homework? Can this kid go to the bathroom? Can this kid go to the bathroom? Can I go to the bathroom? Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, exactly. See, I haven't even taken myself into account. When do teachers go to the bathroom? They don't. Um, and so you can imagine coming home with your own kids and your own family and the question of what are we going to have for dinner, mom, is like the worst thing that somebody could ask me. I don't know. Yeah. So taking those smaller decisions, which are actually large decisions when you're thinking about feeding people off of the educator's plate for this week and next week, that's really kind. Getting them a coffee. That's really kind. Okay, so what can we as... We'll go back to the kids in a minute. This is fascinating. What can we as uh, people who are trying to support teachers do to support teachers? Check in on them. Check in. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? How's the week going? Bring them coffee. Here's some coffee. Here's some more coffee. Here's some more coffee. (laughs) Okay. Could we do meal train for you this week? Yeah. Are there any errands we can run? Got to pick your kid up. Yep. All of those things that come into play on a daily basis. And think about it too. I mean, most of the majority of the teacher workforce is female, right? And so we have all of those caregiving things that happen in the classroom with our students. And oftentimes, in addition, all of the caregiving things that happen at home with our own families. Yeah. So it's double. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's take care of teachers a little bit better. Yes. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. What can teachers do? So if, if some of us hear this, we're like, okay, I'm going to do that. What can teachers do if a teacher's listening to take care of themselves better Great in the question. first couple of weeks? It's a hard thing to take care of yourself in the first couple of weeks. Okay. I will just say that. I think that. Figuring out at the beginning of the school year what some of those work-life, personal life boundaries are and implementing them as much as possible. So I've seen a real shift in my 20 years of teaching of what it looks like to take home papers to grade. 
and that in the past five to seven years, this younger generation of new teachers (laughs) are saying, you know what? I have put in eight hours today. I will take home papers on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and maybe over the weekend, but not every night. And so putting in boundaries, establishing them early on of saying to your students, for the things that you need feedback on, this is the time frame that we're working with. If you need me to respond to email in your signature for your emails that you're putting, I'll respond within 24 to 48 hours. Or I don't look at email after 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. I think 8 p.m. is late. It's late. That's right. It is. I think after a normal day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might not have a job, though, if you, do, if you do that. You know, I don't know. I think that that's also something there is a high need for educators right now. After two years of a pandemic yeah. um, that has taken irreparable yeah. tolls on people, that there are a number of educators who have just said, you know what, this is too much. I'm not in a system that supports me. I don't get compensated as yeah. I should, and I'm actually quite worth more than this. Right? Doing some waiting tables. They're probably <laughs> making more money waiting tables. Yeah, more freedom, no email. More freedom, no email, no... No parents yeah. to deal with. I mean, I love the parents too. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. okay, so teachers can... So those of us who are around teachers, we can support, encourage, check in, yeah. get them a meal, buy them a lot of coffee, pat them on the back, like because this is a hard transition. Yeah. If you're a teacher, understanding what boundaries you need to put in place for you that might not be like everybody else's, might be yours, mm-hmm. which means you have to have some self-awareness yeah. um, in doing that and and practicing those things mm-hmm. which maybe you don't get to do the first two weeks but but yeah, yeah. fall break's coming it's not too far off it's not <laughs> goodness uh, it, it fall breaks a whole thing we didn't grow up with fall break no Who, no and it's a whole week it's a it's wow and then you get thanksgiving and then you have thanksgiving wow so, so uh-huh. we'll get through people it's okay uh-huh. okay so and so, so there's this dual thing of Caring for people and people caring for themselves better, mm-hmm. um, and knowing it's a season. Like this is a back to school is a season. Yeah, offer yourself and other people grace in the middle of it because everybody's transitioning and humans struggle with transition. Yeah. Okay. What? So now let's talk about the kids. The little the little people who actually were responsible for helping transition, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to school. They're going to the factory, and they're they're doing their factory work. Uh, Thank you, Industrial Revolution. And uh, Becky didn't say that. I said nope, that. No, that's Stephen. <laughs> that's We're me. trying to push against the factory. <laughs> I, I'm all about I'm not being against the factory. I'm to change that for yeah. sure. Uh, maybe we'll outgrow the factory model and raise yeah. human, like educate human beings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the, the students go to the factory. They put in a good day's work at the factory. And then they come home tired. Yeah. That idea has actually really helped me. Mm-hmm. That like knowing that majority of the school system the way that America works now it is based on industrial revolution factory model of child care and we haven't changed much in like a hundred and something years yeah. and so these kids are going to the factory they're learning and they come home tired from the salt mines and 
That's one way to look at it. Also, we can think about public education in terms of developing a democratic society. Oh, that's good too. So let's think about that. Yeah, I like that. Both and. I like it. It's both and. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we need, I'm all for public education. I'm actually yes. way into public education. Um, I wish it was different for the kids. Yes. You know, and for the teachers that and are teaching the kids. And for the teachers and yeah. for the administrators. It's more I human. mean, it's all, yes. Yeah, it's a more absolutely. human model. That's right. Um, but that would push on some other areas of society if we did that. So. That's right. That's but a whole maybe, other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's for okay. season two. Season two. Okay, so how do, so giving the kids space when they come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's tired. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, kids, like everybody's tired yeah. during this transition. Uh, and then we're also like got ex- after school activities that somehow feel compulsory. I don't oh, know why. Don't they? Yeah. Um, you know, so what do we do? Like, how do we help the kids? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great question. And I don't know that I have figured that out. <laughs> what do you do than, with your kids? Other than, well, a few things. One, I think outdoor time is really important. Okay. I think they need to be outdoors on, we've got a trampoline, we've got a swing, yeah. running around on their bikes for a set amount of time. Yeah. Particularly the kids who have been asked to sit inside most of the day in their desk. The prison cell, yeah. With maybe... <laughs> Okay, it's true. I mean, we can talk about that too. Opinions are held only by me. Um, With little sunlight, maybe one recess. Yes. Probably not two. Yeah. Um, Being asked to keep their voices down. Like if they smoke, they'd at least get 15 minute smoke breaks every hour. That was when we were going to school. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, yeah. It's like, wow, okay. Uh Uh So I think outdoor time is really important. I think downtime is really important. And so I know there's lots of debate about screens and whatnot. My kids get a little bit of screen time after school so that they can just turn their brain off and be quiet, decompress a little bit. Um, And the thing that I found actually last week, and this is just luck, I mean, it's not that it was intentional at all. My fourth grader has been wanting a diary. And so developmentally, I think that's really appropriate is that he's wanting to start writing some things that he keeps to Mm -hmm. himself. So because he's not back to school yet, we went and got a diary for him. And I also bought one for my youngest, for my first grader. And so what that looked like was we had dinner and it was that in between dinner, bath, bedtime. Yeah. We had dinner. Called homework time. Yeah, or homework, <laughs> or homework. First and fourth grade, I mean, still not totally formalized yet. But they both went to their own separate spaces in our house. And Lucy in particular had had a massive meltdown. And so I said, Lucy, why don't you take your diary? You can go sit in your bedroom. And cracked her door, turned on some music, brought the lights down a little bit. Oh, and oh so it's so moody. It's great. Writing. My fourth grader started writing, and they wrote for 20 minutes. That's amazing. Lucy came out of her room and said, Mommy, I feel so refreshed. I'd like to do this every day. I know. <laughs> I, I love mean, that she used the word refreshed. <laughs> I mean, she, she used the word refreshed. So that was just luck. But it's something that they have kept up with the past several days, and I hope that they continue to do that and see that as a place to work out 
even if it's writing, I went to school, I went to the library, I went to lunch, like that they're processing their day in their own way. Wow. Wow. Got the phone call. There we go. That's awesome. That's luck. So maybe try that at all. Try home. luck. Well, I, th I think that's the, like, you were open to, like, yeah. being attuned. Mm -hmm. Um and you, you struck upon something that worked for the yeah. day. I hope it works for several weeks. I hope so too. <laughs> I really do. But it's, it sounds so uh, like perfect. Your kids are journaling in the afternoon. I know. They're... But you know, that's <laughs> I mean, check in with me, you know, in September. <laughs> we'll see but again, we're talking about working. how do you get through the transition. Right. Like what are the things, I love yeah. the, being outside. I like that's an important piece. Um, and like, I remember we used to pick our kids up from school and there was always like playground time. Yeah. Like before you get in the car and go home, it's like, we're going to play on the playground for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was a, a helpful thing. Or we'd, or we'd walk, we'd park away from the school and then walk to the walk. car. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was nice. Um, we were fortunate enough to pick our kids up. Right. I think, right. I think it's, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and a guy I work with and he was like, you know, like aftercare, we got to pay this for aftercare. We got to do this. So it's like they're taking their kids to before care. Mm -hmm. They're then they've got school, right? And then they've got aftercare, and they're getting their kids like at five, five thirty. And these are little kids, and they're yeah. worn out. Like everybody's worn out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it sounds awful. It's not something I love. <laughs> I mean, it isn't. And then, yeah. you know, you mentioned the after-school schedule of the sports and things. <clears throat> and so, even with three kids, if one of that, if they each have one activity a week, that's three extra things and yeah. most likely four or five if we're in sports, right? right. You'll have a practice in a game. If you want your child to be well-rounded, you've got this on this day, this on this day, and then you got right. three kids. Right. Yeah. So pretty soon, almost every night of the week is filled up with something. <sighs> and that's really hard. And your kids are really fortunate. Right. It's so like, <laughs> right. wow. Yeah. And then you're going to bed like at nine. Mm -hmm. And they're little. Mm -hmm. I like to go to bed at nine. That's what time I prefer to go to bed. I would love to go to bed at nine. I have a partner who likes to stay up until 11. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Uh -huh. uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So right. I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a magic answer So it's just hard. It's hard. Yes. Um, I think there's something in that of going like, hey, this is a two to three week period that's hard. Right. And it doesn't define your whole family. Uh, it doesn't define your whole experience. Mm -hmm. Um, we, yeah. And it's exciting at the same time. Like back to school is like the back to school shopping. I'm so sad for these kids. They don't have to like go get all the supplies like they used to. Like, like. They don't? No. Cause we like, I remember, you know, we my kids are older. We get it. Well, we would like all chip in and it would all like show up at the school. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it's like the teachers would have this list. Yeah. And then you like put money in. And you put money and in. Then and then there's all the stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think okay. some smart mom at our school figured that out. Yeah, and that is smart. And so you would pre-order it and yes. it would all show up there. Yes. And so the teacher yes. got all their supplies mm -hmm. listed. Right. Right. And the, But what we missed out on was like going and like picking out the notebook. and The trapper the keeper. The trapper keeper. <laughs> Oh, I never got the, the, the... There's somebody always with a better Trapper Keeper. Oh, for sure there was. You I'm know? sure that I had the knockoff brand of the Trapper Keeper. I'm pretty sure that was it. I know it. I did. Uh-huh. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah. I used to love the cafeteria lunches. I don't know why. I liked, I liked Fridays. I think Fridays well, were... Burger day, pizza day. No, it was pancake day. Pan I know. We got pancakes at school. Oh, so wow. good. That's good. Then I grew up in the Midwest, and then Fridays during the season of Lent were always yeah. fish on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Which still happens. It, yeah, as it should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Becky, I, um, thank you. You're welcome. It's good. I hope I hope somebody felt encouraged. I hope somebody feels encouraged. Uh, Here's what I will say, yeah, just say kind yes. of in closing, is education today is really challenging. And the folks that are in classrooms working with your kids love kids mm. and truly do want what's best for them. And there are lots of parameters around them that make this just complicated. And I do think that as parents and caregivers and families and as educators, when we can figure out ways to collaborate together, that it really does make this season of back to school and beginning again more enjoyable for everybody. That's well said. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome, Stephen. Thanks for listening to the Say Chill podcast. Uh, again, this is Stephen James. Um, if there's anything we can do to help, if there's any way that you need support or encourage, reach out. And we, will, if we can't help you, we'll try to point you in the right direction. This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com.